Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, everyone, you are listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach. I am so glad you're joining me today. I have an amazing show planned today. We're going to be talking about the thyroid and Hashimoto's thyroiditis with Dr. Isabella Wentz, uh, Hashimoto's expert and author of the new book, Hashimoto's Protocol. And I cannot wait to have Dr. Isabella give me a call here. She's going to be calling in at around 1.15. So in about 10 minutes, and meanwhile, we're going to be doing some catch-up with some questions that you have sent me over on my website, which is bodytalkradio.com. So yeah, just to kind of go over the social media stuff so you know where to reach me, how to follow me. Um, many of you have been, you know, joining in and chiming in uh, over on my uh, website, which is awesome. So you can always reach me and ask questions. There is a place there to ask questions for the show, for the different um, experts that I'm interviewing. And I always make sure that they do either hear the those questions live on air or I forward them to them. So um, you can go to bodytalkradio.com, ask your questions. Uh, You can also sign up to uh, be on my VIP listener list. So when you're on my VIP listener list, you automatically receive every week an email that tells you who we're interviewing that week, who we interviewed last week often will add the, the link to the podcast from the week before. And there's always an opportunity to um, to actually sign up to follow the podcast as well. So what we do here is we are interviewing experts live on air, health experts usually related to integrative health, functional medicine, natural health, um, nutrition, healthy living, all those things. And then we take that interview and make it into a podcast. So it's easy. So if you miss it, you can't tune in, you have a lunch appointment, whatever, you can't be here joining me during your lunch hour, then you can actually go to bodytalkradio.com and sign up to receive the podcast. And, um, it's nice. I've gotten amazing feedback on the podcast. So thank you. I appreciate all the good words. I appreciate the feedback and I do invite you to Go review it if you don't mind. I would love to have have it reviewed. Um, there's been so much good feedback, but I know it takes a little bit of extra effort to actually go to iTunes to do a review. And um, so please do that. I'd love it. I'd love. I'd appreciate it very much. And keep the questions coming. We've got lots of questions for Dr. Wentz today, so hopefully we'll be able to get to all of them. Um, and if we don't, a great way to also communicate and exchange your questions is to just go right over to Body Talk Radio on Facebook. So there's there's a lot happening in our social page. So there's a group. It's a private group. And if you want to be in that, it's basically a group of like-minded, health-minded individuals, individuals who uh, like to hear about the books that I'm recommending in my book club. Um, so, you know, basically once or twice a month, I'm recommending a book. Um, often they're books from the experts that I'm interviewing. And the reason I seek out these experts and interview them is because 
I think they're doing really amazing things. They're changing lives all over the United States. And I want to bring the information to you. I want you to have the information that they're bringing forward. So it's just a way for me to cultivate and curate um, great health professionals and experts, bring the information to you and let you read it, enjoy it, and then also converse and be part of the community of people who are also involved. So, um, Body Talk Radio on Facebook. Go like the page. If you want to be in the social group, um, just send me a message and I'll put you in the social group. You can also just go search on Facebook Body Talk Radio Social and it should come up. And if it does, just ask to be, you know, knock, knock, ask to be let in the group and um, I'll let you in. It's a positive group of like-minded, upbeat health health um people who are into health wellness natural living and also just wanting to stay educated and informed um really just can't say enough great things about the community and all the wonderful feedback and the lives that are being changed so so you you got it we've got the website we've got the facebook page which is body talk radio and then we have the um the social page so it's a pretty good way to kind of follow all the things that we are doing. So as I mentioned, we are talking about thyroid today, and you can also call in today if you want. Um, Dr. Isabella will be joining me here in just a few minutes, and um, you can give us a call at 707-933-9133 if you have a question for Dr. Isabella. Otherwise, um, I do want to also let everybody know that... um, Dave Asprey. So you guys probably know him as the guy that created Bulletproof Coffee, right? Dave Asprey. Well, he's doing a lot more than just Bulletproof Coffee these days, I will say. Um, he He's an amazing guy. He's a researcher, really, and um, an incredible man. And he's actually doing a tour. He's coming to San Francisco to share his new book, Headstrong, um, on April 9th. He's going to be in San Francisco. And I also have this on the Body Talk Radio uh, Facebook page as well, so if you want to have the details. San Francisco, April 9th, it's the Headstrong Tour with Dave Asprey, the coolest guy. If you don't know who he is, if you haven't followed him, go follow him. Definitely, um, if you're in the Bay Area on Sunday, go to the live event that he's hosting um, at the Independent in San Francisco, Sunday, April the 9th, for his Headstrong tour. You can get his book. Listen to him speak. The guy's incredibly inspirational intelligent again another one who's changing lives if you haven't tried bulletproof coffee by the way uh, give it a try it's pretty incredible and I make all kinds of variations of it myself at home um, on a weekly basis and I love it. I mean, you know, I have amazing herbs and spices that I add to it. Of course, the traditional, you know, he has this amazing, um, you know, oil that you put in there, the brain octane oil that you put in with uh, grass-fed butter, and you blend it in the blender, and it is absolutely delicious. And then I add in all kinds of different, you know, spices and things like that just to shake it up a little bit. But Dave Asprey, going to be in San Francisco April 9th at The Independent. Um, so don't miss that. Send me messages if you do have any questions about any of this, just you know, jump on over and um, send me a message. But I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew about that because he's an inspirational, a super cool guy. If you've never met him, you definitely want to check him out. So, all right, that's that. So we've got Dr. Isabella Wentz, who's going to be calling in shortly. Meanwhile, I am posting on my Facebook page, the, the link to get Dr. Isabella Wentz's new book, Hashimoto's Protocol. And I hope you will go um, check it out. The link is there so you can get her new book. I have the book. It's incredible. It is, it's a hardcover. It, this book is not messing around. It's changing lives. It's a very thick hardcover book with a 90-day program. Guys, listen, 90 days. Can you do 90 days? That's three months out of your life. If you've ever been told that you have a thyroid condition or if you show the symptoms, chances are that you likely do have one because, and we're going to talk with Dr. Isabella about how to determine if you have a thyroid condition, but, um, 
If you have the symptoms of one, you got to kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to act as if I have one and I'm going to get on a program that's going to help support my thyroid and see, see if you feel better. Um, but this 90 day program, you know, it really is about getting your life back. And we're going to talk with Dr. Wentz here shortly about what's involved in the 90 day program. And, you know, I was just taking a sneak peek. I haven't had a chance to read the whole book. But I got to say, she misses nothing here. I mean, there are quizzes, there are meal plans, there's lifestyle plan, there's supplement plans, there's everything you need to, because here's the thing, your body is designed to heal itself if given the right raw materials and the right lifestyle environment um, the body is going to go to work to try to heal itself so while pharmaceuticals and medications are necessary um, in certain instances most medical conditions can be drastically improved through improving and making lifestyle changes. And what I find so fascinating about what Dr. Wentz is sharing, and she's sharing from firsthand experience, by the way, she's going to share her story with us, but um, she had Hashimoto's thyroiditis um, at, you know, at the time she was in school and this has become her passion. So this is why she is sharing this message with us because she's in the health industry and sees what's going on out there and knew, knew there were things missing that could help improve people's um, situations. So I would just uh, make sure that you stay tuned because Dr. Wentz is going to be calling in shortly. And when she does, she's going to be sharing not only her story, but she's going to be letting us know what is Hashimoto's. I mean, seriously, a lot of people have heard the word and I will tell you, you'll hear it a lot more. Um, You'll hear it a lot more over the upcoming, you know, it's just becoming more and more prevalent. In fact, I think it's one in five women today have a thyroid condition. One in five. Like, that's not messing around. And why is that? Why is it that one in five women today have a thyroid condition? I would be curious to know what your thoughts are. Um, I mean, you can just jump on the Facebook page and let me know. But what's your guess that today one in five women have a thyroid condition and why that is? Um, we're going to go ask Dr. Isabella. She's calling in, so everybody stay tuned. Hi there. You are live on the air. Is this Dr. Isabella? Hi, Heather. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm great. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with my community today. Really appreciate it. I know you are so busy these days. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you. Oh, of course. Of course. So, you know, I was just, uh, for the first few minutes of the show, kind of just bringing up the idea and talking a little bit about, you know, what is thy, you know, what is Hashimoto's, but also too, I noticed in, uh, in your book, you say one in five women today have thyroid conditions and I'm perplexed. Can you tell us why you think that is? You know, I've been thinking a lot about this and it's, it's, it could be a combination of hormonal factors because um, we know that estrogen can predispose us to thyroid conditions and autoimmune conditions. And then there's also the personal care products. So a lot of our personal care products that we're putting on our skin have a lot of estrogen. We know that women use twice as many as men do. Um, but then there's also a kind of a deeper underlying thing. And um, I really think it has to go, has to deal a lot with safety and feeling safe within our own bodies and oh. feeling safe within our own um, world. When you think about thyroid disease and um, what the thyroid gland really does, the thyroid gland really helps to sense our environment. And so I like to think of it as an environmental sensing gland. Wow. And um, whenever we have some threat in our environment, whether that is a toxin, whether that's an infection, a lot of stress, nutrient deficiency, or um, something that's inflammatory within our bodies, our body wants to protect us and it wants us to survive. And so in the case of thyroid disease, um, what happens from an adaptive physiology standpoint is basically we go into survival mode where the thyroid gland slows down. Oh. And this is something that can help us get through a famine, that can help us to get through a stressful time because if we um, have you know, the sluggish thyroid 
clinically we're going to see a person who is not going to require as much food to survive because their metabolism is going to go down, and they're also going to be more likely to be hiding out in a cave, which, mm. which is a good thing, Yes, <laughs> you know, in case there's a famine or a war or another type of threat. And so uh, women are going to be especially susceptible to our environment because we have the really important responsibility of bringing new life into this world. And yes. so we have, um, of course, we have, we're the ones that ha- get pregnant and carry the babies to term. Mm-hmm. And if there's a, a time when there's a lot of toxicity in our environment or perhaps we're nutritionally depleted, that would not be the best time to get pregnant for ensuring that we have the healthiest babies. And so um, part of that is, is, you know, just being a woman, but another part is also just the sense of lack of safety within our environment, within our world for women nowadays. Sure. I know, um, you know, I could talk about a lot of different studies, how women tend to be more victims of sexual abuse and physical abuse. We see it all over the news, all over, um, you know, studies that um, women are, are constantly victimized more, and we know that victims of sexual abuse, physical abuse, any kind of trauma end up having higher rates of thyroid disorders in their life. Now, um, hmm. you know, one kind of really exam- easy example to illustrate this is going to be talking about um, a, a, like a little quiz that was done by Tinder, a survey with their users. Okay. The biggest, the biggest fear, which for men. Um, the biggest fear for women who were using Tinder was that the man that they were going to meet was going to be a psychopath and was going to hurt them. Oh wow! The biggest fear. Do you want? Do you know what the biggest fear was for the men? Okay. Um, that they, the woman wouldn't like them. Um, close. So the biggest fear for the men was actually that the woman was not going to be as hot in real life as she was in her profile <laughs> photo. Wow. That's, and, yeah, interesting. And that, that's kind of just, you know, one little example that illustrates mm-hmm. what, what it feels like to be a woman in, in our modern life mm. compared to being a man. Women generally were, were you know, if, we're, if you and I were out at midnight somewhere at a bar, we'd be, you know, like we'd be concerned. We'd be looking behind ourselves. For if sure. we're walking on the street, we're always um, a bit hypervigilant where it was, if it was both of our husbands walking around, it would be a different story, right? They would feel, mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't feel the sense of threat that we do as women. No, it's so true. And and I, I think that that feeling of worry increases after you do have kids. And they even say that there's bi- that we're biologically wired in a different way that actually makes that happen. Because, I, you know, I was never afraid of flying until I had little kids. And then, and I'm sure you've heard this story before, but then getting on a plane, you know, is just a whole different ballgame now as a mother. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the, the way that women sort of develop and you know it's, it's kind of an example of our mismatched genes or our old mm-hmm. genes in the modern world so for it sure makes sense from an adaptive physiology standpoint that we developed all of these all of these protective. things make us more mm-hmm. protective hypervigilant make us make us less likely to take risks so that we can take care of our children and that we can um you know ensure that that the human race continues. Yes. Um, okay. But, but that is so brilliant that you see the thyroid then is is the master sensor of of threats or dangers. I think that's it makes so much sense. So so then you know when I asked, okay, so one in five women today have a thyroid condition. So are you saying that then our environment today just has more situations where women feel more threatened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's studies that show that the thyroid gland can actually initiate autoimmune attack on itself when wow. it feels threats. And we have a lot more of these threats nowadays than we did. Sure. And um, our, you know, like to say our ancient bodies are still interpreting things the way that we would as cave women. And so yeah. one example is the foods that we eat today, they're going to be highly processed and devoid of nutrients. And when we think about, um, you know, wheat, and we think about the history of, of modern humans, you know, 
uh, or you know modern humans, um, cave women would not be eating wheat products unless there was a famine, right. and they would not be eating processed foods, right? Because we didn't have them back then, um, and the only times they would be nutritionally depleted mm-hmm. or um, eating inflammatory foods to them is if there was not enough food going around, um, right. and. Um, what what's really really good to help you survive a famine is if you have low thyroid function right because then you're not using as much food and your metabolism is slower um what's interesting is that bears when they hibernate you know we kind of kind of know the story with bears in the winter they get kind of chubby and then they get sleepy and they hide out in their caves to survive right so their thyroid hormones actually slow down in the winter i don't think I, i don't know a lot of people know this but that's sort of the the purpose or the function of thyroid disease is to put us in a semi-hibernative state to help us survive. And there's so many different things in our modern life, such as chemicals, toxins, um, and of course foods that are leading us to, to sort of get this message that, hey, this is not a good time yes. to reproduce. This is not a good time to be out in the world. This is a good time to conserve energy. Perfect. So just to wrap this up, so the idea of, you know, those threats, when we say threats, we also mean it could be like chemicals in our environment, the food, the diet that we're eating is a a sort of threat if it's the wrong diet for our bodies. So it's not just like, you know, threat from someone attacking us, but it's, it's actually threats on our biochemistry, right? You know, absolutely. So, um, so this could be threats from, you know, the physical as well as the emotional state. Mental and so, emotional. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So various things. There's various chemicals that we use, like triclosan right. has um, thyroid disrupting properties. That's that's in our soaps. Um, luckily, the FDA has started banning that. Um, but there's a lot of different products out there. Um, plastics, the BPA in plastics, that can actually disrupt thyroid hormone function as well. Right. And our body registers the message that we are, um, you know, that we're exposed to toxicity. Awesome. Okay, so uh, Dr. Wentz, uh, we actually have to go to our first break. So if you would just hang tight, we're going to take about a 30-second break, and then we'll be back. And then when we come back, um, we'll have you tell us exactly what is Hashimoto's disease, okay? That sounds great. All right. All right, everyone, we are back and you are listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach, joined today by Dr. Isabella Wentz. Um, She is a thyroid expert and author of the new book, Hashimoto's Protocol. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Wentz. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Okay, so you just shared with us just an incredibly fascinating way to look at the thyroid. And now I want to go on to more of the topic of Hashimoto's. So let's tell the listeners, yeah, just tell us what exactly is Hashimoto's. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition that happens to attack the thyroid gland. And what happens is the immune system basically recognizes the thyroid gland as a foreign invader, and this eventually leads to a breakdown of the thyroid gland and results in hypothyroidism. And hypothyroidism occurs during the fourth stage of Hashimoto's. There are five stages to the condition. It's a progressive condition. Interesting. Okay, so there's, you said five stages of Hashimoto's? That's right. There's five stages okay. um, of Hashimoto's. Okay, and um, can you tell us what the symptoms of Hashimoto's would be or thyroid disease in general and then, yeah, Hashimoto's? So some of the symptoms of an underactive thyroid are going to be feeling tired, feeling sluggish, um, thinking about how your body would slow itself down, slow down its metabolism. So Mm. we're gaining more weight, even though we're not um, necessarily eating more food or exercising less. We're going to have um, cold intolerance. We may have hair loss, a loss of the upper third of the eyebrow, Mm -hmm. eyebrow facial swelling, a swollen tongue anxiety, panic attacks, depression, apathy, brain fog, um, as well as um, really a big, big part of it is going to be fatigue. So like chronic debilitating fatigue is something that some people struggle with when they have thyroid disease and it's it's, they're labeled as lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have people who um, may express thyroid disease in, in terms of their brain. So they may have the brain fog, they may be depressed, anxious, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. These people are usually labeled as crazy. Right. Um, and then we have people that struggle with their weight and they're, you know, they're labeled sometimes as 
lazy or fat and people assume that they that right. they're eating a lot of foods or that they're not exercising but they could be doing all the right things mm-hmm. but they're continuing to put on weight um fertility issues are also common so women may have um multiple miscarriages they may have trouble becoming pregnant they mm-hmm. may have um <clears throat> babies that are born premature or even um babies that are born with developmental disabilities when they have Hashimoto's and it's not properly addressed. Okay, that's good. You know, we have um, our followers and listeners throughout the past week have been sending questions in for you. And one of the questions that came in is along those lines. Maybe we can address that one right now. And that is... um, Let's see. It was about uh, PCOS. So there's, they're asking if Hashimoto's causes PCOS. Um, it doesn't. We don't know that it causes PCOS, mm-hmm. but we know that the two conditions are intimately connected. They are. So okay. women with PCOS have a higher rate of Hashimoto's mm-hmm. um, and okay. vice versa. What we do know are some of the underlying root causes of both conditions are going to be blood sugar imbalances right. as well as um, estrogen dominance. Um, one of the things that can be really helpful for both conditions is something known as myo-inositol. Yes. And this can um, help PCOS as well as um, normalize the, the thyroid hormone levels too. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of good research about myoinositol um, for managing that. So, okay, so good to know. And, you know, the there's another question that came in, and while we're at it, um, and it was very similar as well, just asking if Hashimoto's leads to um, other and more serious diseases. So I guess we can just kind of wrap that into what you were saying previously. Yeah, definitely. So it it is progressive, and the stage four is when we become hypothyroid. Stage five is when our thyroid gland is destroyed, and the the body also can progress into other types of autoimmunity, such as rheumatoid arthritis, such as lupus. Um, And we also know that uncontrolled thyroid disease can lead to issues like um, infertility, which I already mentioned, but also heart disease. Okay, awesome. And that's really important to know those stages. And then how would one know what stage they're at and if their thyroid is just, you know, done for? Sure. So the first stage is basically just having the genetic predisposition. So for all intents and purposes, you don't have any symptoms and you don't have um, any abnormal inflammatory markers within your thyroid gland, um, Mm -hmm. and your labs are going to be quote-unquote normal at that point. So maybe you have a family member with thyroid disease that would consider you in stage one. Mm -hmm. And stage two is when we start seeing an attack on the thyroid gland. Usually um, we're going to also see thyroid antibodies in the blood, but all other tests will be normal. However, usually people do have symptoms at this point, A lot of times it's anxiety, fatigue, and weight challenges, but Mm. most people will go to their doctors and they won't get the right test or their doctors will tell them, you know, that that it's all in their head, right? Um, And so the key point here is testing for thyroid antibodies. In the third stage, we start seeing a breakdown of the thyroid gland to the point where it can no longer um, produce enough thyroid hormones and we have Mm. some clinical hypothyroidism. And so at that point, um, we have the thyroid antibodies positive. We have the symptoms just like we did in stage two, but we also start having an increase in the TSH, Mm, which is one of the lab markers. Okay. While, um, the two other lab markers, the T3, T4 remain normal. Um, stage Mm. four is when we have the progression into hypothyroidism where enough of the thyroid gland has been destroyed that the gland starts to fail. And so we see, again, more symptoms, a bigger increase in TSH, and then the free hormone levels, the T3, T4, will will become low. And um, the person, of course, will still have the antibodies. And and at this stage is when most doctors, uh, at this stage most patients are diagnosed, and this is the stage where most patients will get thyroid medications. Now, the the crazy thing is it takes about 10 years to get between stage 2 and stage 4. So most people go for about 10 years without okay. being diagnosed. So that explains the question because so often people will say, and that I know that, that so many people who are listening, you know, all those symptoms that you listed earlier, many people would say, oh yeah, I have that, I have that, I have that, I have that, but I went to the doctor and he said my thyroid's fine. So you're saying they're just somewhere on a spectrum and that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have it. 
Exactly. And so a lot of times what happens is the doctor is not doing the right test. It's kind of, it kind of gets me mad, you know, when I think about it, but the first mm-hmm. test that's done is the TSH test, right? Right. And um, that doesn't become elevated until stage four. And only if your wow. TSH is elevated will you have the thyroid antibody done, antibodies mm-hmm. done. Well, the, the antibodies actually get elevated in stage two. And so for 10 years, um, oh. you could have these antibodies but unless you have an elevated TSH, your doctor won't test, test the antibodies. For right. So they're doing it backwards, where they should be testing everybody for the antibodies, um, and right. the antibodies will let you know if you have it or not. Okay, everybody out there listening, I hope you're hearing this. You want to have your thyroid antibodies tested if you have those these signs and symptoms. Now, let's fast forward a little bit to your medical approach to Hashimoto's and your book. Um, I I put so I just want everybody to know I put the link for your book on my Facebook page and it's so if you just go to uh, Body Talk Radio on Facebook you can get the link to get the book Um, but I also want to tell them what you tell them your website so can you just go ahead and let everybody know how they can follow you and find all the good information that you have right now of course, thyroidpharmacist.com. And if they go to thyroidpharmacist.com slash gift, I have some um, recipes for them that could get them started on the thyroid diet as well as um, a nutrient depletions guide to help people address the, the nutrients so that they can rebalance yes. their thyroid levels and immune system. I love it. So as we start talking about your medical approach, you know, you've used a couple words here. You used nutrients and you used diet. So, how important are these things when you have a Hashimoto's? Oh my gosh, these things are critical when you have Hashimoto's, and they're going to be critical in you feeling significantly better. Um, so, 88% of my clients feel significantly better within um, utilizing food as medicine, so changing up their nutrition. The biggest um, needle movers that we find for mm-hmm. for nutrition are going to be getting off of gluten, dairy, and soy and then making sure that you eat blood sugar balanced. When you do these four things, you're going to feel significantly better. Um, yes. These things, and I'm, I'm a pharmacist by training, but I'll, I'll tell you that, that a lot of times these getting off of these foods and balancing your blood sugar can make you feel better than even thyroid medication. Right. Um, and this is huge. And the other part is making sure your nutrients are replenished. So one of the ways that we send a message to our body. Yes. Are you there? Did I lose you? I'm still here. Oh, you're here. Okay. Yeah, we lost you for one second. You're back. Okay. Okay. Um, What was the last thing I said? Oh, you were talking about getting the nutrients into the body. Yeah. So getting nutrients in the body is one way of sending a message to the body that you're safe and that you're well-nourished, right? Yes. Oh, I lost you again. Um. Hmm. I'm here. Okay, there you are again. I don't know why we lost you maybe, again. Maybe I just cut off abruptly without like wrapping up. <laughs> oh, I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure. It's just on from from where I am. It sounded like you got cut off in the middle of a word, but it's all good. You're here, and these are super important things. And you know, I say that's sort of a a blessing and a curse, or not really. It's the good news and the bad news. And I'm saying this because while the the amazing thing is, and the good news is that what I hear you saying is that thyroid disease can actually be greatly improved simply through diet. The bad news is for many people is it can be greatly improved by changing your diet. And, and so many people have such a hard time with that. Is that, is that what you find? Cause you know, you tell someone you got to give up gluten and dairy and, and these things. Um, why is it that so many people are almost not willing to do that and would rather go on the medications? I've literally heard people say that. You know, I, I think it goes back to kind of having the quick fix mentality and Yes. as a society being really disconnected from our bodies. So we're sort of taught to um, suppress whatever messages our bodies are saying to us. Um, working as a pharmacist, I was always dispensing acid-suppressing medications. And, oh, you know, yeah. whenever somebody has acid reflux or indigestion, that's often a sign from your body that something yes. that you're doing is not working. And usually that's something as a food that you're reacting to, but yet... Um, we're we're not taught to be in communication and to listen into our bodies. If we were, that would be a really, really simple thing to change. We would just say, huh, my body's telling me this. I'm going to listen. I'm going to do it. 
We're taught to suppress yes. whatever our body's saying. That's exactly right. We do. And in fact, most people today don't even realize what it feels like to be optimally healthy because they're so used to feeling terrible. Um, so I really wanted to hammer that point home. And that is... It is a true blessing that we can address, you know, feeling so horribly when when we have thyroid symptoms by just changing our diet. And not only that, yes, it's going to improve all of those symptoms, but there's so many other benefits when you do get rid of foods that you shouldn't be eating, foods that aren't doing well for your body, foods that are, you know, fake foods or processed foods. When you start eating well for your body, it's truly like a new lease on life. And that's why I love your book, because your book really outlines how to do that, how to eat the right foods for somebody who's experiencing thyroid issues and 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 in in you know i mean and when you think about it 90 days is nothing throughout your lifespan you know absolutely and i i know personally for me i i spent almost a decade feeling quite exhausted and quite fatigued and a lot of people mm-hmm. with thyroid disease they they get frustrated with how they feel and you know even when you do go on thyroid medications a lot of times you still end up with symptoms um, where you, you know, for me, I did go on thyroid hormones and they definitely helped, but instead of sleeping for 12 hours a night, I was sleeping 11 hours a night, right? And so there's only so much that a medication can do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I came across this funny little meme and it said, um, it was about antidepressants, and it said medication can't believe that it's expected to do everything on its own, right? And so um, we, we need a whole approach because we're we're human, so we've got a lot of different things that are going on. And Hashimoto's, despite what people think, is not just a hormonal deficiency. That's right. It's a condition that impacts the whole body, and there's numerous systems that are broken that we need to address. So there's inflammation happening within the body. There's food sensitivities. There's Sometimes there's chronic infections, and we need to address all these things to really feel our best and get back into balance. When we feel our best is when we can bring our gifts to the world, we can truly shine and live the life that we're meant to live. And, um, you know, medications help us a slight bit, but if we really truly want to heal, we need to have a whole person approach. I love it. And that's that's so, so very true. Um, okay, so Dr. Wentz, we have to take one more really quick break. If you could hang tight, and then we will be back in just a few seconds. And then I want like to hear a little bit more about your story. And then you mentioned how it's in, uh, thyroid affects the whole body. I want to talk a little bit more about the gut, you know, and, and the liver and things like that. So everybody stay tuned. All right, everyone, we are back. This is Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition healthy living coach, joined today by Isabella Wentz, Dr. Isabella Wentz, author of the new book, Hashimoto's Protocol. Welcome back to the show. Hi there. Hi. Okay, so um, let's see. We have, oh, we still have about, uh, we still have about 12 minutes left. So this is great. Um Thyroid is a big conversation. It really, I mean, it's something that you hear every everywhere. In fact, what is, I mean, we talked about one in five women, right, have a thyroid condition. Most women don't know they have it, right? Yeah, unfortunately, most women are not properly diagnosed. Um, usually it takes about 10 years to get the proper diagnosis. Okay, so for, for women who are experiencing signs and symptoms, they just don't feel right, they're super tired, they've got a lot of these symptoms that you lay out, just follow the program, right? I mean, this is the, your program's for anybody, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it's rooted in the functional medicine and the whole person approach. So we all, um, you know, I have the fundamentals of the Hashimoto's protocol are focusing on supporting the liver, supporting the adrenal and support adrenals and supporting the gut. These are three body systems that everybody has, and these are the three body systems that get out of balance whenever we're chronically ill. Um, and so yes. my protocols focus on strengthening those body systems naturally to help your own body become more resilient. So the protocols can be used for people who mm-hmm. want to build resilience. They, they can be used for people with other types of autoimmune conditions or chronic conditions, Great. and definitely for people with Hashimoto's. So we go through um, three fundamental protocols that are going to help just about everybody feel mm-hmm. better because they're rooted in like the true awesome. path to healing, which is yes. basically supporting our own body. Yes, that's what I think. And, you know, I, I love the quizzes. I mean, this book is a life changer. And um, I just, I wanted to talk about the gut just a little bit and leaky gut and how that might contribute 
to autoimmune conditions. Could you fill us in a little bit on that? Yeah, so this is such an important, important topic. Um, many people don't realize, but thyroid cells and gut cells come from the same fetal origin. And so whatever we do that impacts our gut is going to impact our thyroid and vice versa, right? So they're, mm-hmm. the two are in close communication. The significant part of autoimmunity with the gut is goes back to Dr. Fasano's three-legged stool of autoimmunity theory. So Dr. Fasano has found that every case of autoimmune disease has three things that need to be present for it to manifest. So we have to have the right genetic predisposition. Okay. We have to have a trigger, like an environmental trigger that brings sure. on the disease. Mm-hmm. And then the third, we also have to have um, leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Wow. So all three of these things need to be in place in order for an autoimmune condition to develop, right? Okay. And if we take away just one of those three things, The exciting thing is that condition can go into remission. Now, Hmm. we can't necessarily change our genes, right? So that's that's not something we could do nowadays. Maybe in, you know, 2080, (laughs) we'll be able to. Uh, Right now, we don't know how to do that. Um, We can always go after the triggers, um, Mm -hmm. but we may not always discover them. And some of the triggers may have been things that happened in the past, and we may not always be able to fully get rid of them. Where... um, the one thing that we can always, always do is we can always make our gut healthier and make it less leaky. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great path for anybody that has um, any autoimmune condition, be it Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, be it um, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Mm -hmm. is helping to get your gut into balance. Right, and helping to prevent. And if you have, you know, these other two, the genetic components, if you have the other two, then you want to make sure you're really staying on top of keeping keeping your gut healthy. So I'm sure in your book you do talk about how to prevent leaky gut, right? Yeah, actually I talk about how to address it. So we talk about all the things you want to do to get in place for that. Um, so we right. talk about what you want to do. And and basically, it's making sure that the gut is properly nourished. Mm -hmm. There's different nutrients that you want to have on board, zinc, glutamine, omega-3 fatty acids. You want to make sure they're in the right balance, making sure that your stress response is is balanced, making sure you have enough digestive enzymes in place, that you're not eating foods that you're sensitive to. And um, another important component is making sure that you don't have any kind of infections within the gut, within um, your actually sinuses and within your mouth wow. because those could be leaking into your into your gut and then mm. your gut in trying to get rid of the infections will basically um, make itself leaky. Wow, how interesting. So, you know, th- these are the things that you don't really hear when you go to the doctor and the doctor says you have a thyroid condition. Um, and so... That's why I think the work that you're doing is just is so powerful. And you've already changed thousands and thousands of lives. And, you know, this isn't your first rodeo in the book scene. I mean, you've, you know, you've, you've had bestsellers and you have a great documentary. Can you just run down quickly again um, your website and where people could start to follow you and access more information about this important topic? Sure thing. My website is thyroidpharmacist.com. And if they go to thyroidpharmacist.com slash gifts, um, I have some wonderful resources. So getting started on a thyroid diet, some healing recipes, as well as the digestion and depletions guide, which goes over which sorts, um, how to support your digestion properly and which sorts of nutrients to get back into balance. Okay, awesome. And you ha- we have a question that actually just came in. It's more of a, of a live question that got sent in uh, a message. And they said, is thyroid disease slash Hashimoto's um, hereditary? Does my mother and my daughter and I all have it? There's definitely a genetic component of it, right? And so we know that people who have children or people with um, relatives of Hashimoto's are more likely to have it. But it's also important to consider the environmental aspect because given strong enough triggers, um, we're all going to be expressing Hashimoto's. Um, An example of Chernobyl, so Chernobyl was a um, nuclear fallout. 80% of the children that were living in the city of Chernobyl when they were exposed to the nuclear fallout, mm-hmm. um, 80% of them ended up with thyroid antibodies and Hashimoto's. So it's wow. like, you know, so many of us have the genes and it's, it's whatever is in our environment 
that's causing us to express these genes. And, and these things could be passed on um, from, you know, from mother to child. So there could be chronic infections that um, somebody may have that they pass on to children. So, so fascinating. And, and again, when you say that, I just think about what you said at the beginning of the show, which our thyroid is, is basically a sensor for environmental threats. So that's really amazing stuff. Okay, so you um, you actually advise patients to do a liver protocol as well. So how is the liver involved in this whole process? Um, yeah, the liver is super important to thyroid health. One of the things I noticed is I had some clients that were just not, not getting better. We were going after all these triggers when I first started working with Hashimoto's. Uh-huh. And um, I found that they were sensitive to just about everything. And so I started them on liver support. Now, um, in thyroid disease, the liver is oftentimes going to be congested because we're not sweating enough. This is a side effect of thyroid disease. We have the leaky uh-huh. gut, so we're not getting rid of toxins that way. We're making circulating immune complexes that uh-huh. um, form with the antibodies to the thyroid gland, and those get lodged in the liver. And so we end up with this toxic backlog within the liver, and yes. then our body's not able to process um, hormones correctly, so our own thyroid hormones are not activated correctly. We end up with um, sometimes estrogen dominance because the body can't get rid of the estrogen correctly, and um, we end up with all these toxins basically circling, circling around, and the person has a lot of symptoms from that. When we give the body an opportunity to get rid of those toxins, and we do that through liver support, we find that people feel significantly better. In my work with Hashimoto's patients, um, within two weeks, we see a significant improvement in symptoms when they, when they support their liver. So we do that oh. with foods. So we remove some foods and add others. We do that with our environment. So we, we remove the low-hanging kind of um, environmental threats like fluoride. And then we also do this with, with nutrients, supplements, and lifestyle factors. So things like milk thistle can help to clear out um, some of the toxic backlog. And then we Love also it. recommend things like doing an infrared sauna throughout the process to get the body sweating more. Love getting it. rid of some of those toxins. This is so fabulous. Okay, and then you mentioned fluoride a little bit ago. So, uh, you know, I've read, you know, articles, and, and I understand how fluoride can be harmful, but can you tell us a little bit about how, for example, our drinking water might affect our thyroid? You know, unfortunately, fluoride has been added to our water supply in order to um, help us reduce the number of cavities we have where, you know, really sugar, not having enough sugar isn't going to do that, right? Not or limiting our sugar. Right. So we, what we've ended up with in um, our water supplies is we end up with a thyroid suppressing dose of fluoride if we're drinking mm. water throughout the day that's unfiltered. Um, what people, not a lot of people realize is that fluoride was used as a thyroid suppressing drug before additional drugs were um, developed. Amazing. So anybody that is drinking tap water is basically suppressing their thyroid and damaging it. That is so powerful. It's so profound and so important. And this is in your book, right? I'm sure obviously you talk about that. Um, Yeah, exactly. So that is one of the fundamentals is to get rid of the toxins in your environment. And fluoride is one of them that's, mm. that's in our water. It's all around us. And we we think we're being good girls and we're drinking all this, you know, I know. Of water and we're actually addressing right? oh thyroid with that. Well, yeah. And in addition to like, I, cause water is so basic and fundamental, fundamental, right? I mean, I definitely try to avoid it and I'm sure there are certain types of filters that can help filter out the fluoride. Um, but in general, you know, many people interact with over 80,000 toxins a day. And I know that there are some toxins more specifically, I guess, maybe connected to Hashimoto. So are there any specific toxins you would suggest people avoid, for example, fluoride and anything else? So fluoride and then um, triclosan, so that's an antibacterial soap, so we need to stop that. Of course, I think I mentioned that. And then um, there's also toxins within our personal care products and makeup. Mm. Um, So I I think actually personal care products may be some of the reasons why women have more thyroid disease. So cleaning up your personal care routine is going to be critical for you um, to get that, to get that, you know, box checked off. Make sure you get off of Okay, that's awesome. So then do you, in your book, do you list the chemicals that people should be avoiding in their personal care products? I do, I okay. do. So I have a listing of, of the personal the personal care products that are toxic. 
And then I go through how to figure out if what your levels are for your your own products, and then I I list a few of the of the recommended ones that I that I found to be helpful for myself and my clients. Okay, and you said for yourself. So we didn't share your story, and we only have a few minutes left. But you know, I. I've heard your story and I just want people to know that you actually, the whole reason that, you know, you embarked on this journey was, yeah, you talked about it a little bit, that you were feeling terrible and you went through about 10 years of it. So that's really powerful. And I just want to also make sure that everybody, you know, when they go get your book knows about your, um, your documentary. Can we also talk a little bit about that? Sure thing. So, um, over the the year of 2016, I spent most of the year traveling around the country and interviewing various patients who mm-hmm. took charge of their own health and recovered their health, as well wow. as some of my colleagues um, about some of the, the ways that they help people with thyroid disease. Um, the mm-hmm. documentary is called The Thyroid Secret, and we share um, some strategies to recovering, um, and we do this. We talk about uh, Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, postpartum thyroid issues, Graves' disease, um, thyroid cancer. So we cover all of the different types of thyroid imbalances and, um, and share patient stories on how you can take back your health. It's so well done. It's so, so well done. So I just want to encourage everybody to get the thyroid secret as well. Um, you know, this is something that we really can't avoid. We, it's, you know, we can put a lot of effort into, you know, avoiding the chemicals. And I think that, you know, the program that you've outlined in this book, my goodness, it's so amazing. It's thick with just great info. Um, this is going to, this is, I think, going to be such an incredible life changer and game changer in, in the industry. It was so needed. And I want to Thank you so much for spending time with my community today and sharing all your great information. Um, Dr. Wentz, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, good. Well, we'd love to have you back on sometime again in the future. For now, everybody go over to thyroidpharmacist.com. Also, go to Body Talk Radio on Facebook. I've posted the link there for you to get Dr. Isabella's book. And um, we'll check back in with you sometime in the future. Oops. Can't hear you. Sounds good. Oh, there you are. (laughs) Okay, sounds great. Thanks again, Dr. Isabella, and everyone be well. We'll see everybody right back here next week at 1 o'clock on Tuesday. Take care and be well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.